Hello and welcome to another episode of Bare Minimum Babe. Today's episode is about quitting versus changing your mind versus giving up. I think there's a difference between the three of those things and I think I'm now understanding what exactly it is after feeling like a quitter and failure about my goals previously and just kind of evaluating what failing meant in terms of my goals last year. Um, because like I said last week, if you listen to that episode entitled, I failed my 2022 goals and I'm okay with it. Um, I talked about how I failed my goals, but I, like as the title says, I was okay with it. And it's because I evaluated the difference between changing my mind versus quitting versus giving up. So I realized that difference. And once I realized that difference, I was able to move more quickly through that perceived grief to letting go of something I thought that I wanted and pivoting to something else that I now want to put my energy into. So today I'm going to be talking about those differences and how kind of realizing these differences could help also help you feel less embarrassment, shame, guilt, whatever it is negatively that you feel when you feel like you quit or you gave up or whatever it is and how to more quickly pivot through those feelings to get to where you do want to be. So without further ado, let's get in today's episode. There's big feelings of shame and embarrassment if you quit something. And anytime you say you're going to do something or you set out to do something, but then stop doing it for whatever reason, it's viewed, it's viewed as if you're a huge letdown. You can't keep promises, etc. It says something about you as a person and only really negative connotations with the exception of quitting things like drugs or violence, which is why if you've seen commercials, I don't know how old they are or whatever, if they're still doing them, but that's why anti-smoking councils and the makers of smoking secession products were smart in advertising campaigns by saying things like, it's cool to be a quitter or be a quitter because those things are things you should want to quit for health reasons because theoretically, if you looked at the actual pros and cons, you probably should have never started smoking in the first place if you wanted to think about your health. So in the exception of those types of cases, it's never cool to be a quitter. It only really has negative connotations. One definition of quitting in a verb tense, according to dictionary.com, is quite simply to, quote, cease, stop, or discontinue from doing something, period. It's very clear cut. There's no emotion. You just stop doing something. That's all. Another definition that I really liked of quit that gives it kind of like a positive connotation that I'm going to talk about is if it's used as an adjective in the form that I really like is being, quote, released from obligation, penalty, free, clear, or rid of. And in this definition, in the adjective form, quit is means more of like a freeing sense or co- obligation. You're no longer held to what you said you were going to do or telling people that you wanted to do. You free yourself of the weight. It's a positive thing and there's no shame or embarrassment. It's a, it's a lightning thing. So there's different ways to use the word quit as there was with any word basically, but there's different kinds of uses for it. So quitting as a verb, like I quit my job means I'm stopped coming. I'm, I'm done coming to my job. I'm done. I'm not going to be paid anymore. I'm going to go to another job. If that's what I'm doing, I just quit. Stop. But the other situation, the flip side of quitting is if I hated that job, I'm now released of being obligated to that job and I'm free and I'm clear of anything that has to, I can like mentally cut everything, all the stressors with that job. And I feel like the negative of just stopping to do something is giving like you stop doing something that you said you were going to do. And there's negative connotations to that, but it's not being looked at at the flip side 
of what you're being released to that you're now clear of to do something else. I want to go into quickly why we feel shame if we quit something. And really, it depends, obviously, on the action that you're quitting. And every person is different. So I don't want to just give blanket statement here. But really, in most cases, at least for me personally, I feel I feel shame if I quit something that I told others or even myself that I was going to do. I'm embarrassed and I feel like a failure because I said I was going to do this. I set out to do this. This is kind of like a promise that you made to yourself in a way. And then if you told somebody else, it's then worse if you break this promise because it's public and it's public failure, it's public shame, it's public not keeping the word that you said you're like not keeping your promise. Even if the promise wasn't even like a a thing that was like life or death, right? Like it was literally just like, I'm gonna read like for my last year's goal. And I said, I'm, I wanna read 12 books this year. And if I don't read those 12 books, like I'm going to feel bad because I told myself I would do it. And so I let myself down and I'm ashamed of myself because I couldn't keep promises to myself. And then if I told somebody else about that too, they're now aware that I failed and that I didn't keep a promise to myself. So can I keep any promises to myself? Is basically, I feel like how I kind of internalize this, or at least I used to. And a lot of articles and goal setting tactics encourage you to share your goals with others for this kind of exact purpose of keeping you accountable using peer pressure and kind of the fear of social failure. And they don't explicitly say this, but in my mind, I kind of, I put that together for myself because the accountability is kind of like the checking in of like, Hey, Amanda, did you do this? Like, Amanda, how's that going? How's the reading the books going? And if I say, I haven't got around to it. I didn't make time for it. I feel bad and I have to account to you or whoever, you know, I told I was going to do it and said, keep me accountable. And if I don't do it, I feel like I'm embarrassing myself in front of somebody else. You know what I mean? And so the accountability is great for like, you know, pushing like, Hey, how's it going to remind you or like kind of motivate you and stuff like that. But it kind of almost uses like a fear of embarrassing or failing in front of other people. And so that adds on to feeling like you failed yourself. You, like I said, you said you would do something and then you didn't. And then eventually, eventually we stop trusting ourselves because we lie to ourselves. And if we tell others, we lie to others essentially about what we're going to do. We don't keep our word when we fail at something public. If we say we're going to do something and then we end up stopping to do it, whatever the reason is. And like I said, there are, of course, positives to sharing your goals publicly. You often received, of course, encouragement, nudges when you feel unmotivated, solidarity and accountability if others especially share that same goal. But if you quit something publicly then that you said you were or were not going after, then there are consequences. But I feel like, like I said earlier in the, the episode introduction, this I feel like is more an issue because we're confusing. I know I am, and I know a lot of people are, which is why I think quitting has a bad connotation. I think we're confusing the definitions and placing meaning in different words. Like we're assigning ourselves inaccurate attributes as a person because we're mixing definition of the definition and words of changing your mind versus quitting versus giving up. So for just quick defining of things, Quitting versus giving up. I'm going to talk about quitting in a lot of cases is the term used in association with stopping something because it's too hard, it took too much time or work, or you lost motivation. However, 
this, I feel like, and based on me, like looking up definitions and just kind of like how things are being used, I think that this definition of quitting is more accurately should be attributed to the definition of quote unquote, giving up the definition of giving up according to Google dictionary is quote, to cease making an effort, resign oneself to failure, part with something that they would prefer to keep. And so when you set a goal and fail to achieve it because you no longer want to exert the effort, but you still want the reward, that's not quitting, that's giving up. Like, does that make sense? Does I, do you see the difference? Like it takes a second to like rearrange it, but there is no release in giving up the way that I talked about in the definition of quitting earlier. Quitting, one of the definitions was like the release of being obligated to something. There's like a weight being lifted, like you're quit you have to quit worrying about it. You no longer feel that, that pressure, the worry, like you just stop doing something. There's no negative connotation, but with giving up, there is a resigning oneself to failure. You're giving up. There's, there's no release in giving up. There's no lightning with giving up. The very definition of giving up says that you quote, resign yourself to failure. You resign to accepting the unpleasantness of failing. You stop trying, but you never stop wanting the thing that you wanted to begin with. that got you started. Like, sure, you quit in the sense that you stop doing a, a certain action. Yes. So, yeah, you quit. But you don't feel good about that quitting. You feel worse about that quitting when you give up in this situation because you still want the thing that you originally quit doing. And that's where the shame and embarrassment comes in. Like, you know that you're giving up and resigning to defeat. You failed where you could have succeeded, and you know that. And I feel like the key differentiator between just, quote, unquote, quitting versus giving up is that you still want the thing that you quit, but you gave up. Like you stopped trying for, it was too much work, took too much time. You just didn't have the motivation, literally whatever the reason is. And there's legit reasons, right? I don't want to say that they're excuses, but you give up for whatever reason. And that's where I think the negative connotations and being a quote unquote quitter comes into play is that it's actually being misattributed to quitting when it should be just giving up instead of saying I quit playing piano it should be I gave up because it doesn't mean if you no longer want to do piano because you realize you just didn't like the piano you shouldn't be labeled a quitter you just didn't like it but if you gave up because it was too hard you gave up like it's a slight difference but I feel like it's important because it's not changing your mind the quitting is different quitting you can change your mind and decide actually I don't like something but giving up you never changed your mind that you wanted the thing. I still want to play piano, but it was too hard. So I gave up and I no longer want to do it because I, I was not good at it and it was frustrating and I just gave up. But I still look at like people like John Legend and people that I see in bars or whatever playing piano and I'm envious. That's giving up. If that's, does that make sense? And this is the failing and accepting the failure because I'm still always slightly kind of bitter because I know that if I just pushed through that I could have succeeded had I not given up. Like there's nothing except for like child prodigies, like Mozart and stuff. There's not anything super special about learning piano. Anyone can learn to, you know, coordinate their hands. I'm giving piano as an example, just because I'm learning how to play piano. It, there's no special skill in learning how to coordinate your right and left hand and coordinating your hand, your foot with the pedal. It takes time to be able to coordinate those three things. And I'm, I'm not at all like a, a pro at this at all, but it takes time. You have to learn the scales. You have to learn all this stuff that you never even knew was a thing you have to coordinate, like it's, there's so many things involved. So if I started piano and realized I don't like piano, 
then that's different. You know, if I want to pivot to guitar and start playing guitar, that's not necessarily giving up on piano. That's just realizing maybe my style fit better with guitar. And I like the, I like the, how I, how much more portable it is and how much more, um, rhythmic it is. Like I can make kind of more like rhythmic motions with my hands on the guitar and it becomes like a percussive interest, whatever it is, that's kind of quitting piano for a reason versus I gave up because it was too hard and I didn't want to do it anymore. There is different. And hopefully I'm making those differences a clearer. Giving up, like I said, is you still want the thing that originally got you started, but you quit for whatever reason. So for example, if you want to become a physically more healthy version of yourself, so you made a goal to go to the gym three times a week, for example, but then you stopped going because you quickly realized it took more dedication, time and changes to your lifestyle than you thought it would, or maybe like you could never find the right time to go. And then you were intimidated by going to the gym, whatever the reason is, but you still want the changes to your body, the more healthy version to yourself, whatever the thing that is that got you started, you still want that, but you stop going, that's giving up. Like you didn't suddenly stop wanting to become a healthier person. You didn't stop wanting to feel stronger and more confident. You didn't find new science that said lying around on the couch was healthier than making time to move your body every day. No, like you stopped wanting to try or whatever the reason was. And I'm not trying to shame anybody. I'm just trying to make sure, like when I started this episode and kind of like this is this whole episode was based on me figuring out why I no longer want to do things and I didn't want to be labeled as a quitter and have like the public of like, oh, she just gave up. And I realize it's the giving up versus the quitting versus changing your mind. Like they're completely different things. And that's basically what I'm trying to say. Like, I'm not trying to like shame anybody that doesn't go to the gym. I'm just giving that as example. It's because you still want the thing that got you started, but you stopped for whatever reason it was. So you gave up, you know, you stopped because it was harder. Like I said, with the piano example, but you never stop wanting to be a healthier individual. Changing your mind is, I'm going to go through another example if I haven't already done it before with the piano example, but like, for example, I go to, I don't know, the Alps and watch skiers and I'm like, wow, that looks so awesome. I want to glide down mountaintops too. Um, I'm very excited and I'm like a five-year-old narrating a story when I say this, but so I set, I schedule months of skiing lessons. I buy all the equipment. I practice for hours every day. But I quickly start to accept the realization that one, I hate being in snowsuits. They're clunky and I just don't like them and they just whatever. Two, the scary ski lifts, those look terrifying. And they're I've never been on one, but they look terrifying and I hate heights. So you could say get over the height thing, Amanda, for example, but if you just don't like it, you don't like it. And then I don't know, three, I hate the goggles tight on my face because I have to wear contacts. So I have glasses on usually, and I have to put contacts on and my eyes get dry. It's a whole thing. Would I be a quitter if I stopped skiing in this example? Like, am I supposed to keep going knowing that I don't like it? And I've given it like a good try for like months, hours, every day, getting full in. Would that make sense? Like, did I, would I be a quitter if I stopped that? Like, did I give up on skiing? Or did I just realize I didn't like it as much as I thought I would? Like, would it make more sense to put that energy into something else I might like more? And that is changing your mind. So how do you know the difference? If you quit something you set out to do and you feel pangs of regret, bitterness, jealousy, or any type of negative feeling towards 
others who are succeeding where you failed or yourself and you're longing to try again, that's giving up. But if you feel empowered, enlightened by quitting whatever it is you said that you were going to do, that's changing your mind. That's the different, that's to me how to know the difference is do I feel lightened and inspired with all the things that I now have time, energy, money, whatever it is to do more of, or do I feel bad and shame and just kind of like, I really wish I could. And every single time I see someone who's doing something that I wanted to do, I feel jealousy or just the pangs of like, I could be doing that. So changing your mind and moving forward on a different path than the one you worked so hard on, it can have real consequences. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not saying that quitting is a great thing all the time, but it can make you feel more inspired and have more energy because once the dust settles for whatever the consequences are of whatever you quit, the end result is a weight you might not have ever known you were carrying. Like it's lifted now and a new energy pushes you forward and you're inspired, like I said, to do all the things now available to you because you're unburdened. Like the just straight blank, black and white definition of quitting is you're now unburdened yourself from whatever it is that you said you would do. You're no longer obligated to do this thing. You're no longer beholden to something that no longer serves it, serves you. You can let it go and you can let it go quickly because you know that there's no regret or bitterness attached and that's what's right for you now. And what you're quitting could have been right for you for three years. That could have been great for you for three years. It could have been great for you for like a month, whatever. It's like a season thing. If it no longer works for you and it just feels like it's like a weight I feel like it's okay to quit it, you know? And there, like I said, there are going to be consequences. Like for, for the example of the job, maybe you hate your job and like maybe it was great for like the first two years or whatever. You learned a lot of skills, but now like you just feel burned by it and you want to see what else is out there. But because you said you were going to go after this one path in this career and you've set this whole thing up to do this is like being like a CEO or whatever it is that you're going to set, you said you were going to do and kind of told people you're going to do, but you realize after being in the weeds of it and seeing the lifestyle of the person who's the, what you thought you wanted, what you were aspiring to, you realize, actually, I don't want that for myself. Now you're like, okay, well, what do I do now? It doesn't, it doesn't make sense to keep going after it. it. It no longer serves you, but it served you before, but now you changed your mind. Now others might see you changing your mind and on the outside, it looks like you're giving up. And they're going to label you maybe as a quitter and you don't want that to happen, but like you can't control that. And that's on them if they want to do that. And you don't owe anybody any form of explanation in most cases of why you're quitting whatever it is you want to be quitting. It's your life, not theirs. Obviously there's circumstances that you should explain. Like I can't just up and quit my job if I'm married and half of the, you know, the finances of our relationship rely on me, I need to probably discuss that with my, my husband to be like, I'm quitting. Here's why. Blah, blah, blah. He's probably not gonna be like, yeah, it doesn't serve you anymore. Go ahead and quit. No, we'll make a plan and stuff like that. So yes, you do owe explanations to certain people if it impacts them. But in most cases, people on the outside, like your neighbor or your friends or like your family that, you know, your aunt wants to just be like, are you sure that's a good idea? You don't owe them any explanation for whatever it is. And if you want to get it cool, that's fine. You can give it to them. But if it feels awkward for you to do it and you don't want to do it, then you don't have to. 
Another example I'm just going to go into is like that you might be labeled a quitter is, I don't know, for example, you go to law school because you thought it'd be cool to be like Elle Woods and legally blonde. And within the first year of Harvard Law, you realize you're, the life of a lawyer is not what you thought it was. And you don't want that life for yourself. You can drop out. And people might label you a dropout, right? And that has not negative connotations or you quit law school. Unless you for like forcefully narrate the positives of why you quit law school, people are just going to assume that it was too hard. And that's why you dropped out is that you couldn't hack it. So that's going to be something that people might think, but that you can't control that. And yes, you quit law school, but there's something else now you're able to do. And there are, of course, real consequences of quitting something like that. For example, of like, you now have loans you have to repay. And so there might be kind of regret of like, oh God, but that's a sunk cost. And I mentioned that in another episode of like, you, it doesn't make sense to keep going to law school because I already spent $20,000 on this. I might as well just keep going or else that $20,000 is a waste. Yeah, but to finish the degree, it costs another $70,000 on top of that. So does it make sense to keep continuing to like further dig yourself in or like just get out while you can. So there's consequences, of course, of repaying things like loans, maybe figuring out where you're going to live now, redetermining who you want to be as a person, because maybe you've been working towards this thing for like, I don't know, six years, and you thought that's what you wanted. And you've been telling everybody you wanted to do it. And your parents are so proud. And everyone's like, my kid's going to be a lawyer. And like, obviously, there's positive associations with being a lawyer of like, you're smart, you have a good education, you've got lots of money, but Nobody really talks about like how much debt you go into and how much paperwork's involved and all the negative things. And so because of the connotations of each thing, there's assumptions made about you if you quit this thing now. But if you quit this thing that you realize you don't want, it's easiest to get out as soon as possible because you're now free. Number one, you don't have as much feeling of like, but I've already given this much. It doesn't make sense to keep going if it's not serving you. Like if you're in another side example is if like you're in a relationship for like, I don't know, three years, you realize it's not working, but everyone's like, but you've been together for three years. You've been talking about getting married. Like you seem so great together, but you realize three years in actually like, I think we're changing. It doesn't make sense, but you already have like a, I don't know, an apartment with this person and you bought a dog together, whatever it is, but you know, in your heart, you don't want to do this anymore, but you sunk it in. It doesn't make sense to be like, okay, yeah, I already did it. And then you stay together for like another five years, end up getting married. And then like, then at eight years, you're like getting a divorce. Would it make sense to go through all that hassle or just cut it at the three years and then have those five years that you would have been in this alternate reality, been married to somebody that you knew didn't want to, you could have found somebody else. People will call you a quitter. Let them, you know? And I'm not saying it'd be fun to be called a quitter. Like I'm kind of quitting some things currently now and I'm just not saying anything to people and I'm just going to kind of like naturally progress and just not have the conversation. If they ask, have the conversation with them and give them my reasons. But I can't control what they, I don't know, say about me, but not that there's gossiping involved, you know, but say about me behind my back or when they talk to other people within the industry or like whatever, being like, yeah, she gave up, she's a quitter or like whatever. I can't control what they're going to say or how they're going to feel or how they're going to take it because they don't they don't know my situation and that's also to say like if something like this happens to somebody else and you see somebody doing something like this it might behoove you which I always when I use the word behoove I always think of Dr. Soup because who but um (laughs) sorry tangent 
it might behoove you to not have the, to try to stop these thoughts from happening. And I know it's like an automatic thing to be like, oh, they gave up or like they quit because they said they're going to do it. They tried really hard and it looked like they just gave up, but really maybe they tried really hard. They realized, I don't think this is actually for me. I see what it takes to get there and I see the end result. I don't think I actually want the end result now. And I don't like, I don't like the journey and the hustle it takes to get there. I don't like the end result. I feel like I just don't want this anymore. And people might call you a quitter. And I would say to that, like being a quitter technically just means you stop doing something like just that's the definition of quitting. You just stop doing something. There's no connotation unless you add a connotation to it, like a negative or positive to it. Like if you stopped punching a wall when you got really angry and you were punching walls, would if you stopped suddenly punching the wall, would people call you a quitter? No, because you probably shouldn't be punching walls in the first place. Like it's really the action that is being taken and the connotation negative or positive that people will call you a quitter. Like there's no negative associations to stopping or quitting something unless it's assigned meeting and you can't control others and the meanings they assign to how they're going to interpret what you're doing and how you live your life. Basically you can only control you. And even then you can only really control so much of yourself. Like I hate people that are like, you control yourself and your emotions. Like yeah, up to an extent, you know, like for people who can't have a little bit or a harder time, like I have bipolar too, not to like hit the, you know, say it all the time. It's just kind of like, I have very ups and downs and I can't just be like, I'm going to go for a run or go to the gym or like, I don't know, talk to a friend and make myself feel better. Like, no, if you have actual issues, that stuff lasts, makes you feel better for like five seconds. And it's still back to what it was. You kind of have to ebb and flow with things. Or like, if you're in not great circumstances, it's not helpful to be like, pull yourself up from your bootstraps. Like sometimes you're like born into poverty and it's a whole situation to get yourself out. And you don't even know what is in your control because you, you've never been taught what's in control. And so that's a side tangent, but I just wanted to say like, yes, you have control over yourself in your life, but to an extent. So the amount of control that you have, you should take control of those parts that you are able to control and take control of them as quickly and as confidently as possible before you're living a life you don't want because you're afraid of looking like a quitter. I know for me, the thought of starting something and it not working out held me back from even thinking about trying new things because what if others saw me try and fail and now I look like an idiot? And now I'm a quitter if I stop doing that thing, right? I told others I would do this, but now I don't want to do it anymore not because it's too hard or will take too long to achieve, but because I just don't want it. So now I'm a quitter. And the fear of being labeled a quitter used to keep me from trying things I thought could be interesting or like from expressing myself in different out of the box ways for how I was viewed as a person. And I was imposing limits on myself all because I was being afraid. I was afraid of being labeled a quitter and kind of the shame and embarrassment of what that meant for me as a person. I was assigning meaning to it and making it about like now this is who I am I'm a quitter instead of I quit the thing that I no longer wanted you're not a quitter you quit something it's different if you go after a goal and realize actually I don't want this anymore for whatever reason and you truly mean it you like you truly were like I don't like this I don't want to do this anymore I'm done and you pivot to something that serves you better that's changing your mind that's not giving up. That's quitting something that no longer makes sense for you and makes more sense to divert the energy time, uh, whatever it is, into something that 
will be better for you. It's realizing just quite simply that you no longer wanted that end result. And taking that knowledge and pivoting to what better serves you is, I think, kind of the superpower. And that's what I'm telling myself and kind of me doing my own kind of like quitting is like, no, I shouldn't feel bad about this. Like me kind of hemming and hawing about what does this say about me? Do I actually mean this thing? Like that was taking more time than just like listening to what all of the signs and whatever were telling me. And then just moving through that, that was taking more time to just realize it and actually make the action steps. That was taking me more time than necessary because I was like doing all this thinking about what it means about me. Like, well, what am I doing? Like, it doesn't have to mean anything about me. It doesn't have to mean anything about you if you just realize it and then take action step towards something else that serves you. Like you're allowed to change your mind. You're allowed to try something, go after it for all you can realize it's not working for you. You see more of like in the weed stuff. Cause obviously once you start doing something that you want to do more, you start getting more in the weeds, seeing what it takes, seeing what the end result could be like, what it, you get more into it and see what it takes. And if you have what you want type of thing, you take that feedback and you look at it and you're listening to your body, the signs, whatever it is, you look at your stuff and your goals and thoughts and kind of like the cold light of day. And actually like, actually, I just, JK on all of this. I no longer want this. I want something else. I'm going to go do that now. Like there's tons of like little climax of movies where something like that happens. Like, you know, where someone's supposed to get married in like a movie scene. And then they're like, I don't know, it's a cliche. Like they're probably like in love with their best friend or whatever. And they're like, no, I, I can't do this. I actually love you. Like there's tons of movies that are like this where like you're the whole movie is like the hemming and hawing type of thing. And then the end result is just doing the thing that you wanted to do to begin with, but only because you quit doing the thing before. Hopefully that's not like a whole like confusing loop of quitting situation, but because you're kind of skipping to just pivoting on that feedback and not assigning any value on it. And you go and do that something else because that's what you really want. That I feel like is the superpower, like the, the realizing it and acting on that and pivoting is the superpower. Like the quickness and efficiency with the least amount of negative connotations is where that, that kind of a superpower gold lies, whatever, because you're no longer wasting time and energy, money, effort, whatever. Like I said, on something that's not serving you anymore, you did, you changed your mind, you changed it quickly and it's done. So challenge this week, if you want to do it is If you were thinking about stopping something that you told others or yourself that you were going to do, that you're going to go after, regardless amount of the time, if it's been six months, a week, a year, whatever, ask yourself why. Why do I want to quit what I said I would do? Take the time to evaluate why you're quitting. And I wouldn't take like months and months and months to evaluate why, like don't him and haw about it forever. But why do you want to quit? And just kind of actually think of the reasons. And based on kind of what I talked about in this episode, like, are you giving up or are you changing your mind? Which version of quitting are you doing? Because they're different. If you give up, you still want the thing that you're quitting, but you're just maybe not willing to do it or make it work, whatever. Again, no judgments. It's fine if you don't want to, obviously, but do you no longer want it? And that's changing your mind. So are you giving up or are you changing your mind? And only you can truly know which one that is and then make a decision from there. Thank you so much for having me in your ears for another episode of Bare Minimum Babe. I really appreciate the listen. And I hope that it made you think a little bit differently about 
the differences between changing your mind and giving up and how quitting is just kind of used as a blanket term in most cases to assign changing your mind and to giving up. But they have, based on the black and white definitions and just general execution, they're different and they have different feelings and the connotations associated with them. And so I hope that this was helpful for you. I found it helpful when I, like I said earlier in this episode, I found it helpful when I realized that this is what my issue was as I was assigning, I was making it seem like quitting meant that I was giving up, but really I was changing my mind. But because quitting is so often associated or used as a synonym for giving up when it's not the actual case, it's very easy to assign negative connotations and what that means about you as a person or even other people. It's very easy to do that. And so I hope this was helpful and uh, I know it was helpful for me and um, yeah, thank you so much again. And if you like this episode, please pass it to a friend you think it could be helpful or resonate with. And if you could please leave a five-star review, if you leave a five-star review and email me at bareminimumbabe at gmail.com, I will give you a special bonus. And um, yeah, I'm excited. I just created a bonus for this because I was like, I need to, I would love to get more five-star reviews. How do I get people to do that? Offer them free stuff. Everyone loves free stuff. So if you like free stuff, send me an email at bareminimumbabe at gmail.com and screenshot your uh, five-star review. And if you use Apple, um, if you left like a actual typed out review, cool but I know on Spotify it's just like a five it's just a star situation that's also fine too bonus points if you want to do Spotify and Apple podcast that would be also super cool beans so I'll stop rambling about the free thing I'm giving out if you email me with a review but yeah I will be in your ears next week for another episode and I hope you're having a great rest of your day bye